Man, I know this is very unlike me to say, but I was really trying hard to hold in a belch right there. (laughs) (laughs) Start of episode two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast of Gundam Heroes. That's what I went with so that we don't have to, like... Rename everything. Fucking ruin everything and start... Yeah, yeah. It's a little dumb, but, uh, well, I think it's appropriate. (laughs) Because, uh... G Gundam, I think, is a little dumb uh, in the best way. In no, the best way. not at all. And it's completely serious. Played straight. Yes, it's a, it's a very serious kung fu tale. But also by episode ten, well, uh, you'll have to wait till the end of the episode now, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hang in with us, because uh, yeah, things are about to go buck fucking wild. Um, yeah, they get right so into it is, in these episodes. Uh, yeah, it's episode six to episode ten. Yeah, six and, to ten. Uh, oh. All right, so shall shall we begin? We have a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> yeah, episode six especially has a lot of plot stuff going on. Uh, we open mm-hmm. up with a scene of uh, Doman talking with some old dude drinking some tea, and he's at like some rundown temple in Tokyo or something. Uh, yeah, he's just in some random random temple, and he's just talking to some old like monk dude who's completely unexplained. He's just kind of like, "Oh, hey, monk, how's it going? Oh, thanks for the tea." And then the old guy's just like. Or Doman's like, oh, hey, uh, so is my partner, Rain, showing up soon? And he's like, oh, partner isn't showing up. And then Doman just, like, falls on the ground, and he's just like, the tea was poisoned, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and it does a really interesting, like, I actually really like this transition. And as he falls onto the ground, the picture falls out of his pocket. And then, like, the narrator breaks the fourth wall, picks it up, and then he's in the black 50 zone. And he starts talking about the photo. He's going to tell us it's time to learn about where this photo is and why it's so important to Doman. And, all and that. to be clear, like he's sitting up on his narrator stool, and then behind him, frozen in a very like film noir style, is Domon passed out on the <laughs> ground, and the monk just like looking at him in freeze frame. It's so good. Yeah, this shows theatrics are perfecto. So um, he uh, goes ahead and says that today's opponent is the Devil Gundam. It's called the Dark Gundam in the dub, but it's the Devil Gundam, and it's the strongest Gundam there is. Um, and this is kind of been a big plot point for what Doman has been doing for the last couple episodes but uh, we cut to a scene of a bunch of like random mook mobile suits flying around and they start shooting at some like exploding lava egg thing on the ground it looks really weird but what happens is the mm-hmm. devil Gundam breaks out of it it's uh, I don't know if they t- said it's the Devil Gundam yet, but it's the Devil Gundam. It breaks out of it and looks like a- it's pretty obvious that the big bio monster Gundam is probably <laughs> yeah. It's like the upper torso of a Gundam, then like on like a snake body, like a Naga body, and then there's like this huge after body that's like all fucked up and has like weird wires and shit coming out of it, and like a bunch of extra legs and stuff. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it looks unnatural. Is the thing like it looks un like an unnatural <laughs> bio machine kind of like like a bio horror kind of thing yeah so uh, think, um, all the mooks think resident get... evil monster but made out of like tubes yeah <laughs> all the mook suits uh get blown the hell up um then we time skip the to first a... time a vulcan has done anything in gundam by the way yeah <laughs> uh we time skip to a year later and there's a car driving around the mountains and they're talking about how this area has been blown up for a while and no one lives here um we learned that it's commissioner cot Karato? Karato, yeah. Karato, yeah. Yeah, and he's talking with Yulub. I hate that guy's name. Yulube? Uh, Yulube? Yeah. yeah. Yulube. Which is the guy we just saw think on of the it TV like, earlier. It, it's probably Lube or something, yeah. and they just translated it weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're talking about some secrets, top secret shit, and like they're saying how they don't want anybody to know about the incident or people to explo- exploit it for Gundam fights or whatever. 
And they're also talking about how Doman's going to, you know, go through with his simulation today or whatever. Uh, we yeah, can- it's like this big experiment. And, well, we'll go through the simulation soon, <laughs> but... It's unclear if it's drugs or a hologram or suggestion or some mix of all of them, and it's a hell of a it's, thing they do to Tomone in this episode. It's fucking funny, though. So <laughs> Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> we cut to an interior shot of uh, Domon crashed on a couch. Uh, he wakes up the, in a daze, and we see him look at that man who was in the photograph, that man he's been chasing. And uh, he's actually very happy to see this man. He gives him a hug and everything. And we learn that this guy's name is Kyoji. Uh, it's also weird because his parents are also sitting there. And he's very happy mm-hmm. to see them as well. Uh, the camera pans back a bit and we see that they are on the Neo-Japan colony up in space. Um, there's a cut to uh, Karato and Ule- Ulube. I, God, I fucking call that guy Ulube because that's how you spell it. You can just say Lube. Lube. I, I will get it. <laughs> After um, Easter alone from the last season of this podcast, you could call him anything you want, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, those two are talking about how they're breaking Gundam fight rules by bringing Doman back to the colonies where the fights are in progress and everything. But they brought him back to undergo some sort of test because they need him to solve a problem for them like a crisis or something. Mm-hmm. Um, back where Doman is talking to his parents and brother, uh, Rain shows up. Doman seems to have forgot about her, and uh, Kyoji gives him shit for it. Uh, yeah, so this is clearly like a thing <laughs> of like visions of the past, uh, like part of the simulation and whatnot. Like It's pretty clear because obviously, you know, if he's looking for Kyoji and all this stuff, then, you know, he wouldn't just be like, oh, okay, the end. Uh, and yeah, it's like... It's supposed to be the day that he came back from training to, like, come visit all of his family, is the idea? Yeah. Like, on the day of the incident, yeah, so which it becomes, we'll find soon. He, Doman doesn't know it yet, but it becomes increasingly obvious that this is some sort of either drug-induced haze or simulation or something. Like, this is his past that he's reliving for the purpose of the Big simulation. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we cut back to an interior shot of the house. Uh, it pans past a photo of that man, but it's the whole photo. And it's really um, that man, which is his brother, is holding him as a younger kid on his shoulders, and his parents are on the left side of the photo, which is torn out. Um, Doman tells Kyoji that he's gone for 10 years to train, and he has become the king of hearts, and he's great at kung fu and all that. Um, Doman uh, talks about his teacher, who is called Master Asia, who is the undefeated mm-hmm. of the East, and was the former king of hearts. Um, he just a, just a little glimpse of this majestic man. Yes. And by the way... He got so bored of winning that he just gave <laughs> Domon his title and left. Yeah, that's what he says. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, the one shot they show you of Master Asia on this is him deadass just standing on a horse oh, yeah, on the edge great. of a cliff, kind of looking out on him majestically. <laughs> like, not riding a horse, to be to be clear, standing fully upright on the back of this horse, and the horse is just cool with it. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Master Asia was the king of the Master Alliance of Kung Fu or some bullshit, but uh, he gave Doma his yeah, title and alliance. just left. Yep. And the Truffle Shuffle Alliance, as I always called it. Yeah. I don't know um, why. Dad and Kyoji let uh, out that they have completed their project and Domon wants to see it, but his mom's like, you know, you've not spent any time home, have fun, you know, chilling out here. And he's like, oh yeah, it's cool, I love being home. And uh, we see Rain, she's looking really concerned and kind of upset, and she leaves the table. She goes outside and, like, she's kind of almost crying in a way, and she says that it's horrible that they're doing this to him, and this kind of, like, cements the fact that he's in a simulation. 
Yeah. It, it's um, kind of weird that Rain is the only person who's involved or doing anything in there because the rest of it seems to just be a total hallucination. It's not like there's a stand-in for yeah. his parents and his brother. I also like that he's sitting in the middle of like this ruined house. Yeah, there's a neat editing so trick here because it pans out from the interior of this house, which is all night, and his parents and brother are there. It pans yeah. the rain, rain's sad, and then it pans back into the house, and the house is all beat up and dilapidated, and no one's there. So like and it's, it's literally Domon sitting at this like round table that when we last saw it was like him with all of his family and rain and everything. And then it cuts back and it's just Domon kind of laughing to himself, like having a single con- <laughs> like conversation in this room full of no one, like clearly hallucinating or something. And uh, I mean, it makes sense that rain would be there uh, because she is a doctor. So like they might want to have a doctor on hand I in guess. case the drugs do something weird. <laughs> this is the worst DMT trip. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rain runs down the street and goes and talks to the old man with the beard, which you find is her father. Um, both of them are not really happy with the fact that they have to do the experiment, but they seem kind of under duress and forced to do it. Um, he says that to the effect of doing it to punish Doman, but like even though he's nothing done nothing wrong, I don't really get what he was going with that comment about that, but he seems like he has to atone for something. Um, but they have to keep on doing this because uh, Karato needs to become the Prime Minister of Neo-Japan. And in order for that to happen, they have to win the Gundam fights. And in order to win the Gundam fights, Doman has to do whatever the fuck he's doing right now. So they don't really have a choice in the matter. Uh, mm-hmm. So back in Doman's hallucination time place, uh, the dad takes the four of them to his laboratory. And he shows off the Devil Gundam, which he and Kyoji have just finished building. Which, yo... Shoutouts to them just deadass naming it Devil Gundam up front. <laughs> and just, like, really cutting to the chase of, like, you know Kyoji named it, for sure. <laughs> because of his actions afterwards. Uh, I wonder if they had to, like, mortgage their space house in order to get, like, the laboratory to make this thing. Because <laughs> it's huge. It's quite large. It's it's huge. Yeah, it yeah, should be like, noted that the, it's, Devil Gundam is much bigger than the normal Gundams that have been fighting so far. Yeah, like it is. It is like a seven forty seven hangers yeah, worth of space. Got inside of a two car garage. It fits. <laughs> so um, they're all happy this is done. Kyoji starts saying that like anything is possible with this Gundam. It's <laughs> I totally love that. He just, he just says yes, anything is possible. What? what? Yeah, like Dolman straight up calls about. Like, what do you mean by that? He's like, oh, don't it's worry like, about it. Like, uh, what? Uh, don't worry about it. Like, he says it in the most creepy way, too. <laughs> like, it's the most sinister, like, anything is possible, Domon. It's like, huh? He's like, oh, I don't worry about it. <laughs> Not, I wasn't plotting. I have with something my in my gun throat, gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so as they're looking at this Gundam, a bunch of soldiers run into the lab, and a general dude comes to the front and says that Dad and Kyoji are under arrest for treason. Um, he accuses them of trying to use the Gundam to take over the United Colonies and Earth and all that stuff. Uh, Dad's like, no, this isn't true. But Kyoji's like, it's totally true, you idiots. And uh, he... Yeah, it's... <laughs> Why, you think I wanted to call it the Devil Gundam? Like, legitimately, um, there is... there is I, I, Again, I really recommend you watch along with us, but if you don't, it is... There is no uncertainty to this. Like, literally, they're like, you're all under arrest for treason. And the dad's like, that's stupid. You're stupid. And then Kyoji's like, they're right! <laughs> it's, it's... I'm like a bad stupid guy! Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, of course, Kyoji activates the Gundam. Uh, it kills a bunch of soldiers with some machine guns. The mom is pleading for him, but like as she's pleading for him, she's like kind of grabbing onto the front of Kyoji. The general shoots him, or shoots at Kyoji, and it hits the <clears> mom. 
Um, we get, of course, a big no from Domon. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyoji gets in the Devil Gundam. He turns shoulder on Domon. Like, there's a scene of him, like, on the cusp of entering the cockpit. And Domon's like, why would you do this? Don't leave us. And, of course, he turns the cold shoulder and walks away. Um, and then we get this weird interchange that Yulubi says that Domon wasn't actually there. This was all based on, like, a record of events. And he's kind of replaying it in his mind the way he wants to. Yes, there was basically this bold text pasted at the bottom of the screen that just said dramatization the entire time. Yeah. And like, and according to police reports, you know, uh-huh. or something like that, according, this is what our government claimed happened. So there's definitely no bias in this information whatsoever. So I, I do like that because they kind of, after having Kyoji just be like, I'm the bad guy, suck my dick. Like afterwards being like, okay, that might not have actually happened. <laughs> it's kind of weird how Kyoji's actor was a middle-aged man, but whatever. Like a terrible <laughs> Lifetime movie or something. <laughs> anyway, um, they do say that he did come after... He, he did return home immediately after all this happened and shows him at the grave of his mother, you know, grieving and all that. Um, Rain's dad was there and he gives his condolences to that. Uh, we then learn that Doman's dad was sentenced and as an accomplice of whatever happened and was put into like a cryostasis sleep. Um, he, was so turned into, Doman, he was turned into a popsicle. Yes, a meat popsicle. Popsicle. Yeah, instead of instead, they're like, oh well, at least we didn't kill him. I mean, I guess the idea is, if Doman does a good enough job, he maybe can get him woken yeah. back up. But it seems maybe way more cruel actually than just killing someone, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're religious. Yeah, like we're just gonna hold you here forever. You don't get to go to heaven or hell. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So um, it's said that Kyoji and the Devil Gundam, after all this happened, went to Earth. And Yulube didn't think it survived, but after they investigated the crash site, they found that it was, in fact, alive. And they learned that the Devil Gundam has some cool abilities, like the ability to self-multiply, self-repair, and self-evolve. Um, these seem like pretty broken techniques, but uh, they don't really explain yeah. any of them. No, it's it's a biomechanical monster, and that's exactly what it is. Like, it is... Uh, it, it is the the tyrant of Resident Evil, except an entire Gundam. The, the, devil, the devil Gundam is basically like bed bugs. You can't kill it. You can't get rid of it. It's just it's it's there. You, you can get rid of bed bugs. Well, yeah, I guess if you throw away the bed. And the farther, but in this go case, throwing series, away the bed is destroying the planet. I think yeah. I my analogy fell apart, but still continue. And the, the farther we go through this, the more we're going to find out the Devil Gundam is kind of like a evil Superman in that mm-hmm. it just kind of gets whatever abilities it needs to cause a problem. Yeah, well, the <laughs> Devil Gundam point. now has super cold breath. What do you mean breath? It can't breathe. It can now, asshole. The devil's in the details. Um, Rain's dad says it will take at least, uh, at least a year for the devil to repair itself because it was shown kind of busted up after crashing. Uh, no, yeah, that, like it, it entered it entered orbit so goddamn fast that it wasn't detectable by any radars, despite being the size of a football field. <laughs> so it was a really was fast football field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna take a year to repair, and that happens to coincide with the Gundam Fight Tournament. So they want Doman to be a Gundam fighter so that he can go down to Earth under the pretense and you go capture Kyoji. Um so this was uh all told to uh this is all told to Domen by Yulube and Rain's dad, um, and he said to said that he would do it, of course. 
So this cuts back to present day. Yulia and uh, Karato are talking about, like, is he the best choice? He has a lot of issues with this, but they're saying his willpower is necessary to win the championship as well as find Kyoji. Um, Karato says he doesn't need to actually... Or, sorry, Karato says he didn't actually beat the previous Gundams. Um, they was talking about the first five episodes. Like, he just kind of went around and challenged them to fight, but didn't actually beat them in terms of Gundam fight rules. Um, and that Yulubi says that that's because he didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about his brother, so they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yulubi says that the original plans have gone away and that it should be done. Karato turns the simulation into whether Domon can actually attack his brother or not. Like he's wondering, like he has the balls to go through with it. So apparently, this motherfucker wrote a subroutine to. I just. So, Domon is actually, by the way, still hallucinating, high as a kite, <laughs> just fucking losing his mind, and they put him in a, his actual, his actual real-ass Gundam. Like, the real-ass, actual shining Gundam that could, you know, blow up other ro- huge, ro- like, dangerous machinery, uh, and... They send out this other kind of generic Gundam. I can't. I can't remember what it was. Some like like remote, remote control thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, like, as Domon's tripping out, he just sees this thing as the Devil Gundam and Kyoji <laughs> and all that. Yeah. So they start fighting um, because Karata wants to make sure that he has the willpower to beat up his brother. Uh, he says if he loses, well, they can just get another pirate uh, pilot. Um, Elsewhere, Rain has... No, that's Neo-Russia with the pirate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I uh, elsewhere, Rain is walking around Neo-Japan colony and knocking out guards to get back to her ship or something. Uh, <laughs> Which, again, one of Rain's many just random gadgets that she uses and they never explain. Like, oh, yeah. they literally just show her, she has a big orb in her hand and it just flashes and then the guard falls to the ground and it turns out her, it's her earring and she, like, puts it back on. She's like, sorry about that. And it's like, <laughs> why do you have a stun orb for earrings? What the? She just has a whole bunch of Q gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Doman's fighting with Kyoji and he's fighting with quote Kyoji um, out in space he's not doing so hot because he doesn't really want to fight his brother he's about to get punched by the devil Gundam but Rain shows up and takes the blow in her ship the egg spaceship that he's been using before but uh, the yeah, cockpit the, explodes the, the like, rose she, like, he uses to deploy yeah. yeah the cockpit explodes and she kind of flies away but she's totally fine because she just lands back on the colony it's stupid Anyway, uh, Doman sees her fly out and he gets a flashback to his mom dying because they kind of are in the same pose as she's flying away. So he loses it and goes Super Saiyan. And when I say he goes Super Saiyan, like he legitimately like goes Super Dead Saiyan ass. because he gets like the yellow glow and the Shining Gundam transforms, uh, going completely yellow and also getting a yellow glow. Um, he then proceeds to give this like prepared speech to the KyoJ talking about how he puts all of his emotions into the attack and whatever. And this is where Yulube says that uh, when Doma gets mad, his emotions give Shining the energy to go transform. And this is why they need him as his pilot. Uh, anyway, Doma, after gives a speech... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, so again literally domon gets so mad that his robot turns super saiyan which yeah wow so <laughs> reminder that a lot of times in g gundam um when like the line between the robot and the person is almost nothing to the point that you can kind of consider them just like different representations of the same person like domon and the shining gun the what the shining gundam does is what gun like domon is doing they try and make that pretty clear with like the whole nerve suit thing yeah but like yeah just like even on a character level just assume 
you know, anything that ha- and it becomes really apparent in a later episode where like literally a Gundam gets blown up and knocked out and then it cuts to the next scene and it's the guy on the ground because they're just the same. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel that almost like if this was like a Super Sentai show or something, they could just like make these guys bigger like it's a Super Inframan or something. Like they just grow big. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, uh, Dolman, after giving a speech, he decides to make his burning finger into a burning sword and he chops the devil Gundam quote in half. Um, Dolman suddenly then turns to the camera and talks to like Karato and company, tells them not to play tricks on him ever again, and then tells Rain, hey, we're leaving, let's go to Earth, bye. And they peace out. And Rain, and Rain even asks, he's like, when did you realize it was all a hallucination? And he's just like, shut up, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> when when did you figure this out? How long were you just going it along with this? It may have been the point when his Kyoji brother was uh, standing outside of the Devil Gundam in space and talking to him, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of that episode. <laughs> we start episode seven and by the way i fucking love this establishing shot it's the exterior of neo mexico's space colony which is just a giant sombrero not only is it a giant sombrero the middle part of the sombrero is a cactus (laughs) you left out that detail (laughs) which i feel like is important (laughs) there's an old guy playing a guitar and some kids are talking about the gulf of mexico which apparently has no fish now um, the kids are named Gina and Chico, and they want to go to Earth someday when they grow up. They go in the ocean. Uh, the narrator cuts in and says the Doman is still looking for that man on Earth, but he has the key to this kid's dreams. And today's opponent is Tequila Gundam, which has a yeah, sombrero localized, as a hat. Yeah, localized as Spike Gundam for U.S. 90s television, because God forbid we talk about tequila. any religion or alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Or John Bull, I, I apparently, a, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a second to describe Tequila Gundam. It has a sombrero on, of course, why would it not? But it also has, like, a cactus arm. Like, it's yeah. tire right arm's a cactus, and it fights with a trident. It, like a fishing trident, to be specific. Yeah. yeah it... Alright, if you're here for cultural sensitivity, I've got some, <laughs> I got some problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, G Gundam does some very let's say broad strokes as representation on occasion and, and and the is... funny thing is like this may not even be the most stereotypically insensitive gundam this set of episodes no not, <laughs> I, I don't think so at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um we cut to doman walking around like a market in a street in mexico and he's being trailed by bunny who was uh, one of chickadee's lackeys from whatever the first episodes were chibity but i do appreciate calling him chickadee <laughs> what, whatever <laughs> chibity sure um doman asks some guy out of stall if he's seen that man and that guy says no one will talk to you you're a foreigner we don't want trouble get out of here uh doman is then walking down the street again and is followed by a different dude and gets sleep darted uh at this point bunny somehow loses him i guess i think the guy picked him up and took him away or something mm-hmm. oh my god i forgot about this and then we cut to <laughs> chibity crockett living the shit out of chibity crockett i have life. in my notes like chibity has a fucking amazing catamaran super yacht that is usa themed it is amazing. He is sitting on the deck of this yacht, surrounded by his crew, which again is a bunch of beautiful ladies who are all hanging out with in bikinis with him and just he's drinking mimosas chilling. or whatever. 
Yeah, and like drinking drinking some booze, and they just like hand him some cocktails that he's sipping on, and then there's all these fucking government agents who are all still dressed up fully in like suits and ties and shit, and he's just, they're like, hey, we need you to do stuff. He's like, ah, sounds boring. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, so these G-men on the boat are from Mexico, Neo-Mexico, whatever, um, and they're talking about Chico Rodriguez, who is their Gundam fighter, but the, he has gone AWOL on them, and he wants Chibity to challenge him to fight so they can figure out where he is. Uh, Chibity doesn't give shit about Chico. He wants to fight Doman to get revenge for what happened in New York. Uh, we yeah, then, like Chibity's just like, a guy who runs away sounds like a wiener. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Chibity, then, or one of Chibity's lackey lady friends, um, then gets news from Bunny that they've lost Doman. Um, the, one of the Mexican G-men says that their soldier slash men are also missing, and they all think it's related to Chico. We cut to Chico, who is on a cliff, and he's about to roll a sleeping Doman off of it. But uh, Gina, who is the other lady from the intro, um, they're both adults now. I should have mentioned this has been a time skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, she comes and stops him, and it's immediately obvious that she is sick with some whatever coughing disease. Domon wakes Again, to be specific, he sleep-darted Domon, carried him to the top of a cliff over some very sharp rocks and the ocean, and was getting ready to just casually roll him down this cliff onto it the looked, sharp It looked rocks. like he was just about to shoot him off the cliff with his foot or something. Just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this whole scene is funny because later on he tries multiple times to stab Domon because he has a knife. He could have just slit his throat. But... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Doman wakes up. He challenges him immediately to a Gundam fight. Chico refuses, so they have a fist fight instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chico makes some note that says, like, you should be passed out. And Doman's like, oh, okay. So he passes out. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like he shoots another Trank Dart at him, and Doman, like, blocks it with his cape, but it still gets through and, like, catches his arm. And, yeah, he's just kind of like, you should be passed out already. What the fuck? And Doman's like... I've got a really good drug tolerance. I just hallucinated this whole thing. It was crazy. <laughs> and then he just passes out on the I ground. I just hit you with, a, with an elephant tranquilizer. You should be out cold. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm as angry as three elephants. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Doman passes out from the trank dart. Chico tries to stab him this time. Gina says no. Uh, we then have like a dream sequence flashback thing to Doman losing his mother again from last episode. Kyoji stealing the Gundam. Yulubi telling him to go fight all that. It just recaps the last episode. Uh, yeah. He wakes up to see Gina sleeping. Um, he puts like a blanket over her or something and then gets a call from Rain. She says that um, he says that Chico became a Gundam fighter to get off the colony and go to Earth and doesn't think they have anything to do with the Devil Gundam. Uh, but Doman thinks he may have come in contact with the Devil Gundam. He doesn't really explain it. He just wants a fight, really. Uh, Rain concedes because she doesn't want to fight with Doman at this point. She thinks he's an idiot. So Doman- basically, we just get a bunch of back and forth of, I do want to fight him, I don't want to fight him, I do want to fight him. And then, uh, then Gina just out of nowhere kind of coughs and passes out. And then like Doman's like, we need to take this girl to a doctor. Like, yeah. There is no two ways about it. We got to get her a doctor. Uh, and you know Chico's like, well, what the fuck? I don't know where a doctor. We can't like just go to any doctor. You know, we're pr- we're they're pretty refugees. in trouble they're right not now. Refugees, uh, fugitives, super wanted. Yeah, yeah they're super wanted. Uh, and you know, so Domon's like, that's eh, cool. I got one. Uh, calls Rain. Uh, they end up hiding in this old man's house uh, after like there's just some random old man. It was that, the old man the from, from the earlier. I don't know why he's yeah, there. Yeah. But. 
and has one of my favorite lines that both makes sense in context and also allows them to not name a character, which is he's just like, we're all criminals. It'd be better if we don't know each other's names. (laughs) And I was like, first of all, he's right. (laughs) Second of all, way to go, writers. Um, And yeah, they're hiding in there and Rain pops in. And, you know, is like, okay, uh, I'm going to go to work. Uh, and then shoves everyone out of the room and is just like, this is like a young lady. All, all y'all pervs, get the fuck out of here. I'm taking care of this. Domon, if you peep, never talking to you again. And Domon's like, what the fuck? Ah! I just met this guy. So yeah, he's like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, Chico and Domon are waiting for whatever happened with Rain, the doc. And we look outside and uh, Chibody has brought his Gundam into the middle of town. And this is scaring everyone. And uh, he is surrounded by his ladies. Like, he's calling out for uh, Chico to come out and fight him. And the Mexican G-men are there, and they don't seem to like it. Uh, Chico leaves the house and wants to go sleep dart Chibity for some reason. Uh, Doman tries Even to though sl- he's, like, surrounded by the government officials yeah, like he on a big parade float. like, he could have just stayed in the house and been fine. It was, yeah, like, if he had tried to sleep dart him, like, he would get sleep darted and then what? Like, then what's your game plan, bud? You gonna run up there and stab him and get caught? <laughs> like, this would be like a hitman. If, like, a hit, literally, like, a level of hitman. If you were like, okay, I'm gonna knock him out from a distance and then run up and cut their throat while everyone watches. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so he tries to go into the crowd to sleep dart and Doman goes out there to stop him. It's like, you're gonna blow our cover. Um, while he does this, he, he just, he then tries this, I forgot. Doman tries to stop him. He's like, dude, I'm going to kill Chibity. He's like, no, you can't do that. And so he tries to stab Doman instead. And then, like, everybody on this party float with Chibity sees this happening. And they alert the G-men. Uh, the G-men have soldiers sitting around that try to shoot at him, but the old man saves them. And then they, we get the news that Gina has left her hospital bed. I don't know how this happened because Rain was with her the entire time, but... Oh, and also... Uh... Chibity is very pissed off again because he has been had. He just wanted to go fight, and then now they're, like, shooting at him. And he's just like, what the fuck? I came here for a fight. Like, that was the plan. I do the fight, and then whatever happens, y'all can handle. And he's like, too bad, fucking truck nuts. We're we're just going (laughs) to shoot him. (laughs) Fuck off. Not your business. (laughs) Yeah, so Doman, Chico, go back to Rain's room. She says that Gina has some terminal space virus and has a year to live, and this is why Chico wanted to live out that year in peace on Earth. Um, Doman says he has to confront his problems, not run away. Chico gets mad, and then the old man tells him to shut up. Let's go find Gina. Uh, they think she's going back home, so they get in the truck to chase her. Uh, Rain asks Chico if Gina knew about her the condition. He says yes, and she muses if she's happy whether or not if she's she would be happy with what Chico is doing, running from the police and everything. They eventually mm-hmm. find her down later on the road. Uh, of course, the G-men and all their soldiers uh, show up, said that they're under arrest. Doman like taunts Chico at this point, asks if he's going to keep running. Um, Chico says if he's going to abandon. You know, like, hey, if you run this time, you have to abandon Gina, buddy. You're going to fucking do that. And he's like, and then he runs and jumps off a cliff. And everyone's like, oh my god, he ran again. And Domon's just like, no, he he's getting his Gundam. Which like, how would you know? (laughs) I mean fighter spirit they just communicate by hitting each other yeah so. <laughs> he's like he's getting his gundam i also must get in my gundam so they both get in their gundams and i think also rain is just like what no that's stupid you're stupid and he's just like shove off <laughs> and gets in his gundam <laughs> so the g-men call for backup there's these weird like amphibious mobile suits that look like kappas uh they show yeah. up and start attacking tequila gundam uh chibity <laughs> 
Chibity shows up on his Maxter Gundam surfing and shoots all these Kappa suits in the head. God, uh, the American Gundam <laughs> that's literally riding a jet surfboard and shooting a pair of revolvers. Just <laughs> taking these dude out. Man. Chibity yells. Good. So yeah, Chibity does this. He asks, he after he shoots these Kappa things, uh, he yells at Doman for a fight. Doman says, one at a time, dude, I'm fighting tequila. He goes and attacks tequila and chops off its arms. Chico then asks Doman to finish him off, and Doman's like, you're an idiot. Take some agency in your life. Be a man. Do all of it. But then Gatrice said just burning finger him a- anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he blows up this dude's gun, though. And Chibity's like, dude, you didn't have to go that far. And, Doman- and also, reminder, <laughs> they're in the ocean still. So, like, the amount of pain would probably have knocked him out. And then, you know, being blown up would make his Gundam fucking sink. So they're like... Uh, if you do that, he's gonna die, and then gun, the fucking Domon does it, <laughs> and Chibity's just like, what the fuck, you didn't have to kill that guy, and then Domon just, like, calls him on the radio, and he's like, no, dumb dumb. I just killed the fighter of him, and Chibity's like, ah, if you kill the fighter, then he died honorably, and Gina can live free, I understand. Oh, so it's like <laughs> that, I understand now, doesn't get it at all. Doesn't get it at all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it rains on the beach, and uh, she tells the G-Man that uh, Chico is dead. And the G-Man are like, okay, cool, he lost, by, And they leave. Yeah, and, and she like, calls it in. She's like, as Gundam fight regulations, reporting an accidental death, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, yeah, he's probably dead. She's a doctor. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they just leave, and then Gina's sitting on the beach crying because she thinks her brother's dead. But he just walks out of the ocean, and they're just like, oh, okay. And that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Domon. I guess you're not a ding-dong, and you set us free by blowing up my brother. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that episode's... Uh... <laughs> the way that these episodes wrap up in the last 30 seconds are sometimes pretty amazing. Then, yeah. It's literally just like they don't even t- have time to fully say the end. It's just then. <laughs> yeah. So episode eight starts. Uh, we see a man and a woman on a space station. They're around Saturn or something. Who knows? And like immediately drop that they're a week away from retirement. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so. Oh my god. Like um, it's yeah, and he's just like, I love you, my wife, and in one week we're gonna be retired and go live on our own in a nice cabin. It's gonna be amazing. And she's, oh, I love you, honey. I love you too. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I literally have. That's my second line. Oh no! There's a pirate ship crashing into the station and it explodes. <laughs> It's very ham-fisted. <laughs> yeah, it's super on the nose. <laughs> so the narrator butts in saying that this all happened five years ago, but it affects today's Gundam fights. Oh, by the way, today's opponent is Canada's Lumber Gundam. Which, which is- again, the localization, which is almost more confusing, is Grizzly Gundam. <laughs> like a bear, I guess. Yeah. This Gundam, uh, by the way, is wearing one of those fur hats, has hatchet axes on its arms, and it was in, like, that red plaid. So, uh... Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's an establishing shot of Niagara Falls, um, and there's a lumberjack standing on the cliff with menacing axes, or axe, sorry, and uh, he's and watching... Just to be clear, the guy on the spaceship is that we saw earlier is, like, this kind of... Like, in shape, but, like, slight man. Like, he's not, like, super big or buff or anything. Yeah, like, he's not built like, like Argo Golski. He's not, like, an 8-foot fucking 10-feet-wide, 12-feet-tall monster of a man. He's just, like, an average dude. Yeah. Um, so this guy is watching Doman and Rain at the falls. 
Uh, the two of them are on like the viewing platform, and they're fighting. Doman's being a complete ass here, and Rain's like, I'm gonna leave. I'm done with this. Fuck you. I'm out. Domon is an unusually big douchebag on this one. Yeah. Like, I guess he was probably just worn out or something, because it's like, Rin's just like, oh, sweet, we're at Niagara Falls. I'm going to enjoy looking at these waterfalls. He's like, fuck waterfalls! <laughs> As he sits there <laughs> looking at the waterfall. <laughs> yeah, like, they're actively looking at it in the, like, ponchos to keep from getting wet. And she's like, I just want to enjoy the waterfalls. And he's like, no, that's stupid. It's stupid. I'm here to fight. And she's like, well, the I'm training for anyway. And the like, whole no, drug no, hysteria. No thing really put him on edge he hasn't slept in like a week so he's batshit crazy and grumpy right now <laughs> so she storms off the guy with the axes shows up and he's quite large uh his name is andrew graham and he is neo canada's gundam fighter uh rain after walking off some steam turns around and looks at a boat like one of those boats that goes into the falls area and somehow they're on that boat now both of them i don't know if they jumped onto it or whatever but Andrew tells Doman that Argo, who's the Russian dude from the previous episodes, is uh, on his way to Canada, and he's trying to fight all the Gundam fighters. And Andrew only wants to defeat Russia. He's saying that if Doman joins forces with him, he will forfeit to Doman after that, because he just has a bone to pick with Russia. Yeah, like, so basically what it is is, like, Russia was using that strategy before of, like, convincing everybody to go there and then you know taking them into prison stealing their gundam stealing the technology and then you know making them disappear via their prison system uh and after domon pulled off his little escape and shit uh they were like okay well maybe that doesn't work anymore so let's just go from place to place and just actually kick everyone's ass before the tournament <laughs> yeah so he wants to team up with Doman. He's kind of nice about it. Doman is still a complete douchebag, so he tells him to fuck off and wants to fight him. Uh, they both get in their Gundam, but sh- fucking Shining Gundam was hidden underneath the falls, which of course it was. But um, <laughs> So he gets in his Gundam. He's about to fight, but Andrew refuses. Uh, Doman continues to be an ass and attacks, but Lumber Gundam gives him a big hug and suplexes him up to the top of the falls so he could fall down to the bottom of the falls, which is funny. Hell yeah. Then he's like, well, I'm not going to get through with, to this idiot. So he picks up Rain and holds her hostage and is like, listen, once you're not an idiot and want to help me, um, come to the Rocky Mountains. And uh, Which, for those <laughs> of you who are a little geographically, uh, you know, less, less geographically inclined, the Rocky Mountains is, and I looked this up to make sure I wasn't, uh, you know, wilding. Uh, it is a... 3,000 mile stretch of mountains. <laughs> so I mean, only half of that's again. <laughs> That's fair. I, I guess we could assume Canada side. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't come to the sorry, mountain Andrew that has takes, a Gundam on it. I mean, even with a forty-foot-tall <laughs> Gundam, it's still kind of a big place. Fifteen thousand miles or fifteen hundred miles. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Andrew takes rain, flies off. Doman passes out. Um, we get a skip to uh, Argo and the KGB chick from that episode getting off a plane. Uh, they want to find Doman and challenge him, but he knows he's uh, kind of going incognito right now. 
But then he shows up and blows a bunch of shit just up behind them. Blows a bunch of barrels. Probably killed someone. <laughs> yeah, like there's a, in the establishing shot of this scene, you see the big plane, and there's like a line of fuel barrels next to it that are pretty clearly going to be used to refuel this plane. And she specifically, uh, like Argo's handler, you know, like the KGB lady or whatever, she's like, "Okay, we're looking for Neo Japan. Watch out, that dude's like wicked unpredictable. So we're going <laughs> max security." And then it cuts to two, like just two mooks who are just like. Do we really need to be on high security? Yeah, what's this guy? Oh, no! And then, like, all the barrels explode behind him. And Delmon walks up, and he's like, Sorry, I was trying to be a little more subtle, but I guess I fucked it. <laughs> so oh, it's me, Delmon. I was trying to be subtle. <laughs> so he immediately starts trying to fight Argo. Argo tries to suplex him, but he does this weird reversal thing and ends up, like, body slamming him. Yeah, but it doesn't like, matter, because like, the wait, KGB suits just immediately stick him up. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, it's like guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I looked it up and it was like a Salida de Sol or whatever. Like, it's an actual, like, move in luchador where as you're getting suplexed, you, like, Hands flip all the them. way over so that you are now on top of them as you fall, but upside down. It's a weird flip, it's, but it's like some lucha reversal, basically. It's funny that, because when Domon last tried to fight him on foot, he got totally chumped, and this time... It's kind of the other way around, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and we find out later that like a big reason that Domon was so fucking horny to fight Andrew Graham was because he's like, oh, that guy's a really big guy. I had trouble with a really big guy last time. <laughs> oh, man. If I train against another big guy, maybe I'll be ready for the other big guy. He's got to fight all the big boys. Oh, he's so big. He's got huge guts. Wanna punch him? (laughs) Wonder how far he can throw me. Shit! So the KGB team uh, captures him and they interrogate him on why he's there blowing up their fuel barrels. Uh, He says to them that Andrew is coming for him and this kind of shocks Argo for a bit. Uh, Then we cut to the cabin in the mountains. This is like your stereotypical log cabin. Andrew is in there being Canadian and apologizing the rain for the kidnapping, saying he didn't want to do it, but he also needs to kill Argo and this is the only way he's going to get it done. Which, can I just say, again, the localization of this is really funny because it was for 90s TV in, you know, the U.S., so they can't say certain things, including, I'm gonna fucking kill him, so they repeatedly just say, I'm gonna erase him because he erased my wife, and it's, like, really (laughs) awkward because it's very obvious what he means, but they just can't say kill. (laughs) So, yeah, this is where uh, Rain says, like, killing's against the rules, he says he doesn't care because it's for revenge, Uh, it's revealed that he was the guy in the station from the intro, and his wife Norma is dead because of the stuff that Argo did to the station, because Argo used to be a uh, space pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, by the way, Andrew Graham at this point looks nothing like the dude in the space station. Like, he didn't just put on muscle, he put on bone somehow. <laughs> like, like, he got a foot taller and two feet wider, <laughs> as well as, you know, another 120 pounds of muscle. So uh, we flash back to the incident uh, of Andrew and Norma. They're trying not to get sucked out into the space because the station is damaged. Uh, there's a man in a spacesuit, and he comes in between them. There's an explosion. And then we see Andrew wake up on the cop ship uh, and learn that was patrolling the area that saved them. It's, they say that no one was found in the station, and he says to Rain that the image of his wife dying is etched in his mind and all that. So he vowed revenge, and when he learned that Argo became a Gundam fighter, he became one himself because he knew they would p- cross paths and all that. Yeah. Uh, this whole spiel is interrupted <coughs> by the KGB plane uh, flying past their cabin in the mountains. Um, 
he starts walking down through the river to get in his Gundam and Rain tries to talk him out of it. Uh, but he's like, nope. So he gets in his Gundam and Rain's like, well, fuck this shit. I'm going to make it so he can't fight and stands on top of his shoulder. The Gundam's shoulder, I should say. Just like literally hops onto the Gundam and holds onto one of its shoulder spikes. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Which seems, it's a brilliant move. There's no way this could go wrong. It seems unbelievably dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Back on the plane, Doman's talking to KGB Lady. He says he wants to fight first and leave the winner up to Argo. KGB Lady is like, yeah, sure, that's fine, whatever. Um, and she lets it slip that Argo never took a life as a space pirate, which makes this whole setup seem weird. Yeah, like he was like famous to a certain extent among his crew as being a space pirate who never had to kill to yeah. get the job done. Yeah. Um, while they're talking, Argo decides to get in his Volt Gundam and goes to fight. Uh, this is pisses off Miss KGB and Doman. Uh, Andrew is in his own Gundam getting psyched with the fight when Rain jumps into his cockpit well, and tries Domo, to stop him. Domon seems half okay with it because, like, he understood. He was like, so you want me to, you know, fight him first and then you can fight whoever's left over and is tired and weak. And he's even like, he's like, that, yeah, it fits your style and is advantageous to you. And she kind of sees it as a backhanded compliment, but it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then after Bolt Gundam, like, fucking zips off, he just immediately is like, he's like, looks like I got the easy job. And she's just like, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Andrew's in his Gundam getting psyched up. Rain somehow figures out how to get into the cockpit to try to stop him he again as a canadian apologizes then punches her in the stomach to knock her out she, uh, yeah she gets knocked like, out a lot in like, these episodes yeah and the thing too is, is it's just like he straight up says he's like you know my wife was a loving woman like you very caring kind to everybody well sorry and then fucking <laughs> yeah. just slams her in the gut yeah. i should say so, he said sorry sorry <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bolt and Lumberjack start fighting. Um, Dolman, of course, jumps off the plane and gets in his own Gundam. Uh, he he tries to interfere with a fight. Like, he goes, tells him to stop, and then tackles Lumberjack off Volt. Um, Andrew doesn't care. He says, like, you're both enemies to me at this point. Um, and then Dolman reveals that he has a new weapon or move or whatever. And he starts just punching Lumberjack in the chest very ineffectually. Uh, Lumberjack yeah. goes to suplex toss him, but he pulls off the same counter move he did on Argo earlier. And when he's on top of the Lumberjack gun, he goes to Shining Figure, the cockpit, to get to rain. Um, he, so he rips off the front of Lumberjack's chest. You can see that like uh, Andrew is kind of hurt on the inside and Rain's just kind of trapped underneath him or whatever. So he goes and gets out of his Gundam to go like get her. But the cliff that they're on, like they're on the side of this cliff, it breaks and Shining Gundam falls down below into the water. Lumberjack Gundam holds on to the edge of the broken cliff, and Andrew again apologizing to Rain, saying that uh, he didn't want to do that to her and put her in all this danger and everything. Basically, like, I'm doing to you what Argo did to my wife, and fuck, sorry <laughs> about that. Because, yeah. like, they're completely exposed. If they fall, they're probably going to fall out of the Gundam and be dashed on rocks. <laughs> yeah. So, while all this is happening, Volt Gundam shows up on top of the cliff very menacingly, and Domino is like, listen, you have to stop, you have to help them, they're going to hurt themselves. And he even goes as far as offer to offer up Shining Gundam's head to Volt to avoid letting Rain get hurt, and she's kind of touched by all this, despite the fact that he was an ass earlier. Mm -hmm. And it, then, in a predictable change of fashion, he does a face turn and picks up the Lumber Gundam from the edge of the cliff and helps them up. Uh, we cut to a bit later. Andrew says that by sparing his life, 
um, sorry, we cut to a bit later. Andrew says by sparing his life, he's just going to go after Argo again. But he's also very happy that he was nice to Rain and helped her out. Uh, the KGB lady fills us in that it was actually the police force that forced Argo as a pirate into the space station causing the accident and that he was trying to save them, not kill them, because of course he was. Um, mm-hmm. We then get a cut to Andrew in the inside of his cabin, crying, trying to deal with all this grief that he has, and Rain wonders if he'll be able to fight again, and Doman says that happiness cannot return once it is gone. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Very downer of an Very- ending. <laughs> Very fatalistic of Dome. <laughs> Just, nope, that's it. He's done. The end. Then, <laughs> um, and yeah, another uh, one thing I really, really loved uh, in the flashback to you know the incident of him allegedly you know killing his wife or whatever. Uh, when Argo looks back, like you can see in his helmet, and you can already like see it's Argo. But then, as Andrew is narrating this story, right when he says. Argo Gulski. Like, it, the lights in Argo Gulski's helmet turn on to highlight him. Like, is again, in theater, if someone, like, turned a spotlight on somebody when their name was said as, like, a big dramatic flourish. And it's so good. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Episode 9 uh, starts with an establishing shot of Big Ben to know that we are in London. Uh, we see George the Son, who is in his Rose Gundam, fighting a bunch of dummy robots, and he gets shot from behind. Um, he says to this mystery opponent that is cheating to hide in the fog and the mystery gun. More importantly, it's cheating to hide in the fog and use a bunch of dummies. Like the rules say it's supposed to be one-on-one and these are like full ass, just remote piloted robots that are attacking him. So, yeah. So the mystery gun comes in, finishes George off. Uh, we cut to Doman entering a bar. The narrator says that he is in England looking for gentle Chapman, the three time Gundam fight champion. Gentle Chapman. I actually, yes. when I first read this, thought it was Graham Chapman, and uh, that was going to be a very different uh, episode. But just uh, what an incredible name for England, Gentle <laughs> Chapman. <laughs> Fuck. So, Gentle Chapman, of course, pilots the Royal Gundam, which is the John Bull Gundam. In uh, the Japanese bill, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to give you a quick idea, it just looks like a Buckingham Palace guard. Um. <clears throat> so we go to the inside of a casino. Chapman is playing poker and doing a pretty good job of it. Doman comes in and asks if he's seen this man. Like, he's just by himself, well, not by himself, but he's just minding his own business playing poker at this table. And Doman, like, immediately just, like, slams this photo in front of him. Uh, he, Chapman politely, in the very British polite, tells him to fuck off. Uh, then Doman's like, ha, huh, maybe you're playing poker. I could get you to talk if I play poker. So they try playing poker, and he loses. Uh, I think my favorite part is he says, like, if I win, you have to tell me everything you know. And General Chapman's like, and if you lose? And Dolan's like, a man doesn't try and think about what happens when he loses. Which is a really clever way to keep your opponent from establishing stakes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he does. Because he immediately so lost. Just, <laughs> yeah, he immediately lost, and there was no downside for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dolan, uh grabs the uh, poker dealer's sleeve, and she was cheating to help uh graham out on the table but uh, he gets held up i'm sorry gentle his first Graham's, name is I gentle. Call him graham i'm sorry <laughs> please gentle uh, come on you get a chance to call a guy gentle repeatedly <laughs> so doma gets uh caught by the guards but instead of going to jail he gets put into a really nice hotel room and rain even remarks on the fact that like oh i thought we were gonna throw him in prison 
Um, mm-hmm. While they're looking around this room, uh, George Desan shows up and he's really injured. So Rain starts treating him. He says that Gentle Chapman used to be honorable and like as a kid I looked up to him. But yeah, not like anymore. the ideal he's, of for knights and stuff. Like his fights were all about honor and like being very, yeah, being very like honor, honor, yeah, honor. But was he the says that word. like yeah. he's changed in recent years and he's not. He's you know fallen from graces and all that. Uh, he says like he broke the one v one rule during his last fight using dummies, and he also seemed to be like in pain after defeating being defeated. Like the, yeah, like he shot him and grazed his cheek, but he didn't actually like get the head shot to fully, you know, DQ him because he just like started reeling back, you yeah. know, like ah, like that kind of thing. Uh, so we got a cut to uh, gentle Chapman who is in bed. He wakes up in pain and takes a bunch of pills. Uh, his wife Marin wakes up and says, "Like, hey, you should stop taking those pills. They're bad for you." And then like he casually offhand says that he wants to go to Mars when the Gundam fights are over, and she's chill with that. Yeah, he's like, we should go to Mars. I've heard it's pretty tight now. Like, it's actually, it's got a nice temperature and stuff. And she's like, sounds good. It's after the events of IBO. <laughs> anyway. Um, Marin's like, you know that kid that attacked you in the poker casino? Let's invite him over for tea. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So Domin and Rain go to his mansion and they have some tea. Uh, Doman immediately starts being an ass, saying that he wants to fight and that it's his duty to fight. I like the scene because he's like, he's like, so welcome to my house. Here, have some tea. So, what do you think of the tea? And then Doman said, I didn't come here to drink tea. That's kind of what we called you here for. <laughs> in these in these five episodes, Domon is unbelievably horny mm-hmm. for battle, like yeah. more so than he's usual. Like he's like a toddler just, looking for cake. Yeah, he is so mad when he doesn't get it. Yeah, he has one thought in his mind, and it is, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> yeah, so Domo wants to fight. Chapman tells him he needs to chill out and drink his tea. And Chapman himself puts some something into his tea, like from a capsule, and drinks it. He cracks open one of his pills, yeah, basically. Which, by the way, cracking open a pill and just drinking it, that's one way to get around time release, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rain notices this and like she says like oh I need to use the bathroom and she gets up and kind of fake trips in order to like swipe it off the table um and she walks off to do her thing Chapman starts taunting Doman saying that like there's no way you could beat me I'm a three time champion I'm the greatest there is and then Doman's like listen your glory days are behind you you cheat at poker and at real Gundam fights and Chapman gets heated and throws his tea at Doman and pulls a gun on him (laughs) Uh, okay, then cut to Rain looking at the pills. She somehow <coughs> takes this pill thing, like licks it a bunch, and it's like, oh yeah, this is meth. Yeah, like, just tastes know. it. Like, oh yeah, that's brain juice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just like, oh yeah, that's a mental stimulant, which to me is like literally Rain, who is like a doctor, engineer, everything. Yeah, she literally just like takes a little sample of it. That's coke. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's super cocaine. Yep, I know that. <laughs> Yeah, so she starts sneaking around the house, and she finds the uh, dummy robots, the remote control ones they were using, but then she gets punched out by a butler. Punched in the gut, just like, like the third last episode. episode in a row, she's been knocked out. Uh, My one weakness! <clears throat> so Chapman has the gun on Doman, but he goes into withdrawals, and then, like, he consults with his wife who's there, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna do a robot fight. And then he goes and gets in his robot. And so does Doman. Uh... Rain wakes up from getting being knocked out, and she's in this big room with a bunch of TVs on it. And uh, Marin, the wife, is there, and they're watching. And to the clarify, 
uh, Manon had, uh, she noticed when Rain took the pill off the table. Yeah. She was, it was very obvious, but the two men, both too horny for battle to really think straight, didn't catch it. But Manon was just like, Manon's like, heck, okay. you call that a pull? That was pathetic. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. And, and is also very aware that Rain is onto it, you know? Yeah. So Manon is on, or she's down in this like TV room and she helps, uh, Chapman do the fights like she controls the remote control robots and she apologizes to yeah. Rain for having her knocked out but it's like you can't be walking around I'm getting these robots ready yeah and like the artificial fog by the way is like not just fog it's like fucking chaff grenades in Metal Gear Solid like it breaks all the cameras it breaks all the sensors everything yeah she uh, turned on the fog for uh, Chapman mm-hmm. so Rain asks her to stop and she says that Chapman has suffered from numerous fights over the years but he still has the bloodlust of a fighter and uh, we cut the Chapman he has the scent of he has the scent of gunpowder soaked into his skin is the words they use which is pretty good <laughs> uh, we cut the Chapman in the cockpit of his uh, Gundam and he is eat- he does this tra- I hate the trope of eating a handful of pills that is how you OD mm-hmm. but uh, he's doing also, that also when you say eat, you mean like he's he's crunching on him. Yeah, there's, like, yeah, there's a crunch sound. <clears throat> yeah, he just throws thirty, and the other thing is he's throwing so many into his mouth that they're like all over the floor of his gunnum, <laughs> like with the ones that missed his fucking mouth. Like that's how sloppy high this dude is getting. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so Doman is uh, starting to fuck up some of these dummy robots because he can't find Grams. <clears throat> he can't find Gentle Chapman. Sorry, I keep on Graham. <laughs> Um, Doman can't understand. Yeah, Doman can't understand why he can't see through the fog, but Graham can. Chap, fuck, I keep doing it. Until <laughs> can, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Manon. It then comes back to Manon, and this is one of the best scenes of this. Like, it's basically Manon just dead ass saying like. Yo, Rain, you get it as a lady. Men are fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, men are super dumb. Maybe the dumbest, but, like, I love him. I love him a lot, and I want him to succeed, and I can't deal with him not being a champion. So, you know, I'm doing everything I can to help him out. And, you know, Rain's like, well, it's cheating. He's not really winning, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, he doesn't know about this. Please don't tell him, which, again seems like a bit of a leap of logic of I, yeah like i don't know super sense drug lord doesn't realize that there are other du- the one man who can see doesn't realize there are dummy robots yeah. by the way his gundam's main weapon is a sniper rifle so <laughs> the sniper rifle by the way kind of looks like a musket or whatever but so mm-hmm. uh doman's out in the fog he's about to get sniped by one of these dummy robots but uh george shows up and kills it for him and he lets loose that the reason that uh chapman could see through all this fog is because he's on meth like the drugs i guess make it so he's hyper focused and can see through fog it's like real brain drugs as opposed (laughs) to you know like current brain drugs which are nothing yeah (laughs) so um anyway Chapman uh, shoots Doman over, and he's about to finish him off, like, is shoot him in the head, but he goes into withdrawals again. Uh, this time, he starts begging for Doman to shoot him, and calls him soft, so Doman burning fingers his head, of course. Yeah, he's just like, I'm weak and I'm down, take me out, you fucking won't, and then Doman's like, alright. <laughs> just does it. Yeah, <laughs> like, so he burning he's fingers like, up. you're hesitating. No, I'm not. <laughs> and this is, one of the, this is the thing you said earlier, like, the Gundam falls over, and then it cuts to him on the ground. 
Chapman yeah, out of the robot in, in on his the ground. Uh, yeah, in his wife's arms, just yeah. immediately, and the Gundam is nowhere. Yeah, like, this is one of those scenes where they make it very clear that these are the same. They are one in the same despite having different forms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so she's comforting him, and he dies? <laughs> like, it's obvious that like he doesn't have much left to live for because uh, mm. Marin explicitly warns Dolmen and Rain that this will happen to all of you someday like he is dying because of the way he has bloodlust but like they don't show him dying yeah it's, it's not it's not like super implied that he dies just that like he is very burnt out and like he clearly needs to stop it and yeah. get help and whatnot and uh you know, the problem is he doesn't want to because he's horny for battle and his wife just wants him to do what makes him happy and support him and all that. Yeah. It's very nice that she's supportive of him and his hobbies. Including taking a literal mouthful of pills. <laughs> <laughs> so episodes, episode 10 starts with uh, an establishment. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, by the way. Episode 10, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Get ready, motherfuckers. Shit's going down. There's a shot of a sandstorm, and there's three dudes inside some shelter under a big Gundam talking about Dahal Muhammad. Uh, Dahal is apparently supposed to be dead, but he is rumored to have been spotted in Neo-Egypt with his mummy Gundam. He's a mummy. The door on the outside of the shelter breaks open, and the sandstorm pulls in, and then mummy Gundam, who is very obviously mummy Gundam because it has fucking bandages all over its face, shoots the ball with a laser and blows the place up. Uh, the narrator is talking about how the pyramids are still around in Neo-Egypt, but also still around is the story of a spirit walking from the dead. He wants to fight and all that. Uh, the, today's opponent is a challenger from the grave, uh, Dahal. He's already dead. And the narrator goes, like, really weird here. Like, he's trying to play up the ghost angle and gets all wacky. It's silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Doman and Rain are apparently walking through this desert and they find the blown up shack where the three dudes were in the beginning were. Uh, one of them is still alive but really hurt and he tries to warn Doman about the hall but he dies. Rain interrupts and says that hey there's a Gundam fight happening over there let's go watch. So we pan over we see it's Sai who is that stupid bratty kid in the uh, Dragon Gundam and he is fighting a Mummy Gundam. Uh, the Mummy Gundam is fighting dirty and trying to attack Sai's cockpit. Um, but they're like, this can't be the real Mummy Gundam. We just saw the broken up Mummy Gundam. It was over there in the ruins. Um, so they're really confused by all this. Sai, in the meantime, tries doing one of his attacks with the staff thing. He breaks open Mummy Gundam's cockpit and kills the mummy inside. Or, like, sees it's a mummy, too. And it's just like, ah, a mummy! And then he, like, oh no, I killed the mummy! Which, to me, would be like, oh "Oh, shit, I killed the mummy. (laughs) Nice! (laughs) Maybe he thinks he's cursed. (laughs) I think that's what it is. It's what it seems like for sure. Especially because he's a younger kid, you know? Yeah. But uh, Mummy Gundam falls into the sand and disappears. And Sai uh, is sad that he uh, thinks he killed the guy. Like, he's kind of shook up about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a time skip. Uh, they're back at the ruins looking it over in the sand. And Dolman's saying that the Mummy Gundam was here along with his crew. So the thing that Sai killed couldn't have been it. You know, that's wrong. Uh, the two monks from Sai's episode, those two monk, uh, I don't know what they call, what do they call them, like guardians of his? Uh, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, they're like his keepers, basically. Yeah. It's like maybe his retainers or something like that. Because like Sai is, you know, like a prince or whatever, so they're the, 
they're the dudes. Yeah, so they said mental link to where they say everything in unison. Yeah. Sorry. um, It's weird. They uh, say that Psy was fighting the Mummy Gundam, and uh, Psy thinks it's all ghosts, and he's scared of ghosts. Uh, So he wants Doman to stay around uh, and protect him from the ghosts. Uh, They set up camp. Rain is asking Doman if the stuff they saw uh, earlier has anything to do with their mission. He says he doesn't know. Uh, the Devil mm. Gundam can use broken parts to repair, so they can't rule it out. And Rain calls. Oh yeah, Rain accidentally says, uh, "Are you really sure you could fight your brother?" And Doma gets angry. He's like, "Never call him my brother ever again." Mm. Um. <laughs> this scene, oh my god, Sai is sleeping between the two monk dudes. Uh, he's having a nightmare about killing the Mummy Gundam pilot, and he wakes up in a panic. And the monk's and- like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I gotta go piss." And they say, I can't remember exactly how they say it. They're like, don't wet anything important. And he's just like, I know, I know. Like, they're just like, don't piss on anything that matters. And he's like, fuck off. (laughs) I'm not a kid. I won't fucking piss on something important. So he goes off to the sand dunes to piss. And he sees a mummy standing on top of the sand dunes looking at him. And he uh, freaks the fuck out. And I have the notes here. The mummy looks like that bandage dude from Maroni Kenshin, the bad guy. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the monks tell Doman that he saw a mummy, but Doman's like he's a stupid kid and doesn't believe him. <clears throat> uh, the next day, the whole all five of them, yeah, five, all five of them are going on camels to a pharaoh's tomb, and this is where Rain drops the backstory on Dahal Muhammad. Uh, Dahal won the third Gundam fight, and he was famous for it. And when he died, they made a big tomb, and that's where they're going because they think it's his Gundam. So why not look at his tomb? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sai, of course, being scared of ghosts, wants the bail, but the monks get pissed at him and say that, like, oh, the future of our school is in jeopardy if this is their leader. Yeah, they they just, like, they guilt trip the shit out of him. They're just yeah. like, oh, if this is all the hope the fucking Shaolin Temple has, I guess we're fucked. And he's like, fine, fine, I'll go. They uh, lampshade the next part real hard. Sai's like, this looks like a place that you would find traps in. And, of course, they fall into a trap. Uh, it is so good. It's like immediate. Very careful, there might be traps in here. And, like, almost before he finishes saying it, he steps on a brick that sinks into a floor, opening a pit that they all fall in. Yeah. Um, they find this hidden room, and it contains the hall sarcophagus, or coffin, or whatever you want to call it. And there's a big portrait of him just, like, leering over it, because, of course, that's how you know it's his coffin. Uh, Doman's like, well, we got to open it. And Sai starts freaking out. And I have the note here, I hate Sai's voice actor. What's wrong, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so... Uh. <laughs> I, t- I, I mentioned it last time, but uh, the Japanese voice actors, that annoying guy from uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. A little short, annoying guy with the annoying voice. Oh, the weird dude with like the spikes and yeah, stuff yeah, and the yeah. tiny stand? Okay, exact yeah. Exact same voice actor. Shigi? Oh my god. So, Sai's voice actor is always a big shit in every language. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> So Doman lifts the top off the coffin, sarcophagus, whatever. Uh, there's nothing in there. And also, and the best part is Domon's like, look at it. And Sai's like, no, look at it. No. And then Domon hates hey, him up. Hey, kid, want to see a dead body? <laughs> yeah, and they like they do the thing where it, like he's freaking out and he turns into like a little chibi form. And Domon like, picks him up like a baby and like holds him in front of it like, <laughs> look at it, Simba. <laughs> look at it. It's nothing. And he's like, oh, and it's nothing. Yeah, so there's nothing in there, but after he opens it, like, a wind blows and the lantern that Rain is holding goes out. And then a mummy just busts through the giant-ass portrait above them. <laughs> just Kool-Aid man's on through. 
So Dillman tells Rain and Sai to run for it because he's got to fight it to hold him off. But Sai gets trapped in the... Like, the mummy shoots bandages off of it and, like, it entraps Sai. Uh, Dolman, like, punches it. And when he breaks open the bandages, he sees that there are, like, robot stuff inside the mummy. So the mummy's not human. It's like a robot. Yeah, and then he says, Rain, do it now! And she throws a fucking grenade. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And this and isn't any normal grenade. This blows up the fucking temple. Like, all of it. This is like the fucking Fat Man or whatever <laughs> in, in fucking Fallout. Like, it is a mini-nuke grenade. It's way too big. Like, they cut, and it's just like, I have no idea how the fuck they got out in yeah, time. Yeah, like, they're somehow but... safe outside in the next scene, but, like, the temple is still fucking exploding. I also like, like that, given the high sign of just do it now, Rain, I mean, she's probably got hundreds of gadgets that we never see, <laughs> and most of them we only yeah. see one time, and it's pretty, she throws that, and Dolan's probably like, fuck, not that one! <laughs> <laughs> do it! Too many! Too much! <laughs> so they, nope! So, nope. So he's outside and he's watching these explode. It's like, yeah, the mummy's been destroyed. The mummy's been destroyed. And Dolman says, no, he's indestructible. And the mummy fucking. <laughs> no, the mummy was explosions. getting his Gundam. So the mummy's Gundam shows up. Sai uh, wants to duck out and go leave. But Dolman's like, listen, you got a man up. So he goes and gets in Dragon Gundam. Uh, he's still wimping out inside of the Dragon Gundam. And he gets zapped by Mummy Gundam that has, like... The Mummy Gundam does the same bandage trick that the Mummy Robot did. Yeah, just, like, boa constrictors him with the bandages. Yeah. yeah. And so his monks are like, listen, you pussy, stop. This is easy. You can get out of this. Um, the monks ask Dolan for help, but he's like, no, he isn't hurting enough yet. He, he, he does the fucking Goku Kid Gohan thing. Where it's like, no, my idiot son is like, not beat up yet. There are some moments of extremely toxic masculinity in G Gundam, and this is a very strong one. Of literally, like, Sai Saichi is screaming in pain, bound up, and they're like, go help. And Domon's just like, no, as he nods, like Goku watching Cell beating the shit out. Like he said, like, yeah. just Cell beating up Teen Gohan is. <laughs> Goku looks on approvingly, like, very good. I love when my son gets beat up. <laughs> so while this is all happening, Rain's on her laptop looking up. Gundam fight Wikipedia or whatever and she figures out that the Hall is only attacking Sai because Sai uh, Sai's grandfather defeated the Hall in the fourth Gundam tournament and so like he has a revenge against the Shalon master lineage or whatever and it was an accidental murder as well (laughs) like when he broke the head off of uh, the mummy Gundam like it just really like it was a really clean cut basically by by the Shaolin Gundam or whatever and it just kind of fell and happened to fall directly onto the cockpit, killing him instantly. So I like he's how got a, the middle of this fight, Rain's just like, you know, I'm going to Google something real fast. Yeah. Like, it did, did anybody like look this up? No. It also Ooh, seems boy. like two people involved in the Gundam fight should have at least a casual knowledge of his history. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, 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 this Gundam fighter, he's apparently like 120 years old, I think, by now. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, this mummy, or the mummy that they think Dahal is, is out for revenge, and that's why it's attacking Sai. Sai is like, oh, I see, you have honorable vengeance for you, or for me and my bloodline, or whatever. So this psychs himself up, and Sai starts doing that flag mirage bullshit that he did in episode three, and also sets him on fire. Uh, mm-hmm. Mummy Gundam falls into the sand. Sai's like, that was a good fight. I'm so sad that I killed you and your Gundam. And then he gets attacked by like this snake whip arm that comes out of the sand, and it turns out that the Mummy Gundam isn't dead. 
And this is where and Dolman... then now, yeah, Dolan's like, oh, okay, this is bad, my turn, and just like jumps in, like he he kind of has a moment of just like he just falls oh, out no, of the this sky. This is my job now. Yeah, he straight up yeah, falls yeah, out yeah. of the sky and then burning fingers the mummy Gundam's head, and it blows up. But the frame is still there and it's slowly regenerating. And this is where Doman realizes that it has like the same technology that Devil Gundam had, and so this gets him real fucking pissed. And Doman's so he like, does... "Shit, this is the start of the next story arc." Yeah, so he goes and does the whole Shining Gundam transformation thing, shining swords it in half, and it blows up again, this time for good. <clears throat> um, and then in Shining... This scene is actually kind of funny to me. So after the Mummy Gundam blows up, he has half of the Mummy robot's body in Shining Gundam's hand, and like it sort of disintegrates because it's all been burnt up by the hand. And then they cut to... Rain and the monks on the ground, and like the ash coming from that is in their face. So like they're directly inhaling this like robot Gundam stuff. Yeah, like weird bio <laughs> monster Gundam stuff. <laughs> to be specific, yeah. Yeah. So Dolman says that the devil is going to corrupt anything it touches, even the deceased. And Rain's crying because she realizes that this is a tough thing to deal with, you know. And Sai's just sitting there; he doesn't know what the fuck just went on. And Doman looks stoically into the distance as he thinks about his brother or something. Yeah. These episodes went all over the fucking place. Yeah. um, Yeah, like, that's why the first few are definitely set up. But as soon as the setup is done, it doesn't stop. Like, (laughs) if you thought these were wild, uh, I mean, I'll be real. Mummy Gundam, pretty strong. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty strong. Pretty strong, especially in the, you know, Buck Wild department, I would say it is very Buck Wild. So I'm kind of curious of these uh of, of the four new Gundams we saw in these episodes, which one is the worst stereotype? Because I, I forgot to describe Mummy Gundam. God. It's a pharaoh, like a whole like tink, King Tut Pharaoh head with the bandages. Yeah. It um I will say there are less of those as we go on for, you know, better and worse. Uh, <laughs> I there know some of the ones we have yet ones. to see which are just as bad. <laughs> there are a couple. Yeah. Uh, Denmark comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> there was one from Africa, I think, that's really offensive. Yeah, some of the ones from Africa yeah. are problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like most of those are just side characters, so they show up luckily for only like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. but those 30 seconds are just kind of like, ooh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it leaves, and you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Man, I'm, I, I looked it up. They don't really have too many Gunpla for the G Gundam series. Like, they have, of course, Shining Gundams, and they have the other main bad guy Gundam that's showing I, up. But they don't yeah, have Tequila I, Gundam. I, I, have a, I have a Burning Gundam one, and I have Master Asia and Funsaiki, but it's not like a Master Grade or whatever yeah. shit you're but they on. Don't, they've I know never you're even made anything level. for Tequila Gundam. Mm. No, G Gundam did not do well in Japan. It did well a lot of other places and was beloved, but yeah, apparently in Japan, like, they were not into it, which is fucked up, because it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But I mean, that didn't stop any, like, Seed is a piece of shit, and they have a million Gundam. Yeah, I think it's we're probably track here. because Seed was a lot newer, I guess, and had a lot more of the reputation, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. And probably to the point where they just were manufacturing them for literally mm-hmm. everything because they bordered on becoming a toy company, you know, yeah. at some point. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was episode 6 to 10. Join us next time for 11 to 15. 
Uh, yeah. And oh, oh, we got, oh. let's just say, doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. This arc is officially rolling. We have seen, we have been introduced to the Dark Gundam and seen the beginning of what the Dark Gundam can do. Uh, we also did the, this was the revisits for everybody too, because they want to make sure you get two establishing things for all the, you know, secondary characters. Yeah, yeah. Through. I should note that the intro changed itself. The music's the same, but there's, uh, in the first couple of episodes, there weren't any shots in the intro of the four other Gundams we saw. Uh, what is it? Rose, Bolt, uh, Maxter, and Dragon. Dragon. But yeah. now they're in the intro, so... They make it pretty obvious they're going to be good guys, you know, pretty major characters. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. And as always, thank you, Giop and Kuvo, for mm. you know being a part of this. When are we going to start the hour long gun pl- podcast? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> what do you talk about? Like craft knives or something? I'll just narrate <laughs> what I'm doing as I assemble one. Just narrate your. Just do distressing. Just do some hand distressing of a cool <laughs> ASRM as I narrate building this gun <laughs> Well, till next time, space anime.